There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to the William Hill-sponsored Sun Sport Football Podcast. I'm Derek McGregor. I'm joined by Andy Devlin and Colin Duncan. And Andy, another momentous weekend in Scottish football. Celtic complete the treble and a remarkable Invincibles campaign. 47 domestic games unbeaten. Did you think you'd ever see the like? Uh, well, no, I'll be honest, Eric, I didn't. Recent Celtic managers, you know, the likes of Martin O'Neill, was unable to do it. You know, hats off to, to Brendan Rodgers. He's come in there. I think, you know, everybody's spoken about the, the quality they added, but to get so much more out of a squad of players that, you know, plainly were underperforming under Ronnie Dyla, but to get these guys playing the way they are, the kind of attractive football that they're playing, and the ruthlessness that they've shown in games that's what's really stood out for me I think we all felt there were spells on Saturday where Aberdeen were undoubtedly on top and you felt real test for Celtic here but they know how to win football games they don't seem to panic he has just got them into this as I say really ruthless clinical outfit and I think they have been they've been clinical all season long tremendous achievement by the players the staff and I think that was reflected on Sunday you know, when you saw the support that came out for the Legends game with, with Henrik Larsson and Lobo Moravchik, there's just such a feel-good factor surrounding the club at the moment. And when you consider what they banked Derek in the Champions League this season, and they're only going to get stronger. And that, that's the real fear for everybody else. The Scottish Cup final triumph over Aberdeen, Colin. There are still, you know, cynics out there. Sunsport Colin, there's Chris Boyd among them, who's pointing to, obviously, the quality or lack of it in Scottish football. How do you feel about the achievement? I mean, does quality of the opposition come into it? Is this just a standalone amazing achievement? I think there's always saying you only beat what's put in front of you, and it's hard to, to take away from, from Celtic's achievement. The, th- the thing about the whole run, that, that 47-game run they went on domestically this season, the only time they really looked in any trouble was Saturday against Aberdeen. Not one point in the season have you really thought, you know, this record could be under threat. Even if we're down to Motherwell, you know, they're two now and they come back. And they, they won convincingly in the end. Mm. It was, you know, they never thought at any point in that game, oh, Motherwell might beat them. That's the thing, it's, it, it stands out. Yeah, the standard in Scottish football is not what it was 10, 15 years ago. But Celtic have been streets ahead of everybody. You know, they've been just so consummate all the way through. I think Saturday was probably the only time, maybe at half-time, you thought, they're in a real game here. And then it just shows you the mark of the team and the mark of a manager, that they don't panic. And in the second half, I mean, they absolutely steamrolled Aberdeen. And it was like the siege of the Alamo the last 20, 25 minutes. I mean, and while Aberdeen, you know, it was a valiant heroic effort, you know, there was only going to be one winner. I think that's a good point, Colin makes it about that Motherwell game. That was, what, October, you know, last year. Mother went 2 0 up. Mother went 2 0 up, so to get it back. And then Mother went, went ahead again. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I, I agree with Colin. I think there was a, even in a, feel, a feeling that day the Celtic were still going to win. Or they were certainly going to get a draw out of it. You know, Mother had done really well to get, you know, two goals ahead, pegged back, get the lead again. But there just seemed to be a feeling in the press box, certainly, that Celtic had enough in them. And there, and there was no. 
I mean, I didn't. I was. I was working that game. I, I certainly hadn't started writing anything because I thought, you know, this this this, this is going to be a rewrite if you, if you start just now. I think there was always a feeling, and I, I think back to that game. You know, the composure they showed, as Colin said, nobody panicked. They just know how to win football matches. Mm. I mean, clearly, guys, signings like Moussa Dembele, Scott Sinclair, outstanding, but. I don't know how you feel personally. I think the two biggest achievements for Brendan Rodgers are the, the, the attitude that you've just been mm. mentioning there, Andy, that he's instilled in this team. Mm. Never ever ease up. They win the league a month before the end of the season, over a month. But instead of easing up, they actually get even more mm. intense with yeah. their desire. And and I think the transformation of the players, eight up to eight or nine mm. players, remarkably is taken to a new level. When you look at, I mean, Scott Sinclair got got the Player of the Year and and, and deservedly so, but. Maybe if you if the players and, and had the vote or the journalists had a vote, maybe like three or four weeks later, then sure Armstrong might have been well walked off with the. He was my vote, Colin. His, um, his, you know, his performance had just been absolutely superhuman. You look at the player Stuart Armstrong was under Ronnie Dyla, and then you look at the, the player now who's just finished the season under Brendan. I mean, the transformation is as. I mean, he's probably the first name in, the, in Gordon Strachan's team sheet when he when he when he go to play England in a couple of weeks' time. I, I thought Armstrong was a decent player, but now he's looking top class. And on the Saturday, personally, I thought he was man of the match on Saturday. Stuart Armstrong. Sorry, Andy. I was going to say, you know, he's been the player, uh, you know, along with Scott Brown. I mean, real doubts at the start of the season. I think Scott Brown alluded to it last week himself. He had doubts whether he could he could perform to the level that Brendan Rodgers was obviously looking for what season Scott Brown's had you know kind of took himself out the the international kind of set up for a while has come back in whether that break you know he felt he needed it mentally certainly physically he looks like it could go on and that, that was Scott Brown's biggest concern could he did he have the legs did he have the hunger did he have the appetite well he's answered all these questions and yeah I agree with you Derek I think Stuart Armstrong Oh, Kieran Tierney as well, obviously has been has been terrific. But you know, Stuart Armstrong has been the real success story, and probably typifies and, and signifies what Brendan Rodgers has done with the players that were already there. You mentioned the quality that Sinclair and Dembele has added, but if you're looking for somebody who underlines the transformation in mentality and you know the, the ethos of that club is Stuart Armstrong I mean Callum McGregor reasonable player I think we, we, we felt even up to the start of the season you know tidy enough player maybe not brilliant or a certain starter but the transformation in Callum McGregor that he can now he can put him to left back in the Scottish Cup final and he's comfortable the belief he's put in that boy I mean you know that's quite something as well you know yeah I think we mentioned a couple of weeks ago he's probably one of the kind of unsung heroes of that, that Celtic team this season you know he just he doesn't never much fuss never much fanfare not a headline grabber but you just look at the steady solid job that he's done right from through the start of the season and three or four different positions never ever let Celtic down he's always seven or eight out of ten virtually every week He's, he's popped up with vital goals at vital times in some of the big matches. And this is a guy at the start of the season, quite a lot of people probably think, well, does Callum McGregor have a future You know, at Celtic? You know, is, is he going to fit in? You know, there was likes of him and Liam Henderson and a few of the other guys that were on the periphery, but he's been given an opportunity. He's taken it with both hands. He's knuckled down, worked hard, and he's been rewarding. He's become, you know, he's become a, a regular. He's like the one guy that, that, that Brendan Rodgers turned to, and even there... And, and, uh, can totally rely on him can't yeah we'll look at the final on Saturday Kieran Tierney gets that bad injury you think well what's he going to do going to shuffle it about is he going to bring on another defender which probably most man- 99% of managers would do bring on Gamboa no we'll just put an attack minded player on and we'll drop Callum McGregor back in and he was terrific at left yeah and I think that should, just again for me underpins the, the strength and depth that he's got and as you mentioned the belief that he's, he's, he's still in the players 
and from a you know from a point of view looking at the summer, it doesn't require major surgery. You know, he, Brendan Rodgers will obviously be looking to add quality because his focus will now turn to the Champions League again and, and, and getting beyond the group stages to the last 16. And to do that, he's obviously going to add uh, quality or he'll need to add quality. But it does not require, Celtic do not require major surgery. A couple of quality signings in there. And I, I, like I said at the start, it just takes them, certainly domestically, further ahead. Of course, going into Saturday's Cup final, I think there was a stat that I think it was the previous 11 12 finals, the team that scored first won the Cup. Now, I think everyone felt going into the game that to have a chance, Aberdeen had to score first, and they did that. Asked the question, but Celtic come back so emphatically and so quickly. It's a trait that has been familiar right throughout the season with Celtic. You know, we'd, we'd all said that, you know, to make it a contest, Aberdeen needed to score. You know, test Celtic's metal, see how they react. You know, they get they get straight out of the park and score within ninety seconds, and and that's what they've done all through the season. I, mean, I don't know the exact stats, but how many minutes have Celtic actually trailed in matches mm. this season? You know, there, there was a motherwell game, and they responded. Fairly, Rangers took quickly. the lead. The Hogman Rangers took the lead, and, and they <clears> straight out of the park and scored. You know, they've hardly been behind. You know, it's not, it's not they've been so, and and that was again. A, Typical response on, on Saturday, I mean, and, and that's the, the sign of a, a good team. That's the sign of a, a confident team. Just so so much belief that they, they go out in the park and, and they do, generally do think they are invincible. There was another one that jumped out at me, Derek, at the weekend in terms of stats. It was Celtic have scored twenty goals now this season, eighty-two minutes and beyond. Really? Yeah. So it's not a fluke. It's not Aye. luck. You know. People think back to the great, you know, Fergie time, Sir Alec Ferguson time at Manchester United. <laughs> you know, why do United always score late goals? Well, they keep going. Their fitness levels are, you know, far superior to anybody else that they're up against. That they keep going, they keep plodding on, and that's what Celtic have done to to, to score twenty, you know, goals this season. That's some start. You know, 80, 80 second minutes and beyond is an incredible start, an incredible feat, and testament again to the fitness levels. Um, Scott Brown. Touch back uh, to go back to him. He spoke about that. He's never been fitter. He's never felt fitter, and you can see that. And it's that ruthlessness and the desire that gets. And you always feel there's a, a goal in Celtic. You know, if, if it's tied, you know, certainly under Brendan Rodgers, if the game's tied, if it's in the balance, you just feel there's a goal in Celtic. You're listening to the William Hill sponsored Sun Sport Football Podcast. I'm Derek McGregor. I'm joined by Andy Devlin and Colin Duncan. And Colin, you know, have rightly been giving praise to Callum McGregor, but there was a pivotal moment on Saturday at 1-1 where McGregor probably the one mistake he made in the game he's caught in two minds about whether a pass back or to, to, to put it down the other side of the pitch he's gone for the pass back Johnny Hayes has read it blocked it and then scampered in on goal Scott Brown's the only man back for Celtic you've got Kenny McLean behind Scott Brown waiting for Hayes' pass the pass was slightly behind McLean the chance went a begging how big a moment do you think in terms of the game was that if Aberdeen had taken the lead then could well, you know, well, we just talked about you know every time Celtic have been asked the question, they've, they've, they've found an answer. You know, if a team score and they go behind, they come back. Would they have had the legs, the momentum to come back? Had Aberdeen scored at that, that point in the game? Probably, but we, we don't know. But I mean, that's certainly for that for Aberdeen, that was a pivotal moment in the match. You know, and uh, there's been a lot said and a lot written about you know saying Johnny Hayes' pass was was a little bit behind him and thing. I, I, I don't think the fault was was Johnny Hayes. I, I think. Do you think Ken, Kenny McLean? Maybe? I think Kenny McLean. Yeah. He has to realise that the only way that, that, that Johnny Hayes is going to cut the ball back, he can't be playing it forward or risk being offside. He's going to cut back. He has to check his run. Check his run. A split second, half a stride. 
and, and he's got a tap in into the empty net. I think I think I would I would blame Harsh though it may be Kenny McLean rather than Johnny Hayes for, for the miss. And 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 from that point, that was a let off. Celtic really grabbed the game by the, the scruff of the neck and, and they were just relentless. They never looked back from that moment and while it took them until injury time to get the goal it was coming I mean, that's the fine margins you're operating in when you're playing against a team like Celtic who are so good at going forward that are so composed in the ball so confident in possession and so dominant in possession that if you do not take these chances that they're fleeting when they come along if you don't take them you know Aberdeen players none of us were, were in the dressing room at half time but I guarantee you Derek be, you know, Aberdeen players will be sitting there thank God we're, you know, we're not in front we've played so well and we're not in front you know, we should be ahead, but we're not. They've given so much. They've given so much. They've put so much into it. As Colin said right at the start, you know, probably as Celtic, uh, certainly domestically, that it was the biggest test posed to, to Brendan Rodgers and his players that season. But they're not ahead. I mean, they haven't got their noses in front. So all the while they were sitting there thinking, because they know Celtic are going to come at them. They know maybe we've maybe blown it. Yeah, I think you have to take your hat off to Aberdeen when they, they, they gave everything they possibly mm. could. I thought they were absolutely to a man. Outstanding. They were outstanding. The manager got his tactics spot on. He, he played the high press. They rushed Celtic into making mistakes. I mean, he, he couldn't have asked for any more of his players. The manager himself couldn't have done any. I mean, that, 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 they, they threw the kitchen sink at Celtic and Celtic still found a way to take, soak up all the pressure Come back at even stronger. You know, Aberdeen were absolutely dead in their feet. At the they end. they, they were, ran themselves to a standstill. They were quite rightly slaughtered for their non-event display in the Betfred Cup final last November against Celtic. But as you guys quite rightly point out, deserve nothing but praise for putting everything into Saturday. And I happen to think that at one point the cup was theirs. I think it, there was a point in the game where I think if they'd taken the lead, they would have gone on. The Hayes moment, they didn't. You know they didn't exactly completely crumble after it, but they seem to be deflated. Where a Celtic seem to take yeah. a warning from that. Yeah, that, that, that's what that's what I mean. You know they're sitting there at half time thinking, "My know, God, these, yeah, these, 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 are, are. these are the chances. They're few and far between. We need to take them. We haven't done so. They know that Celtic. You know how good Celtic are. They've come up against them often enough these, this season, so they know that maybe that chance is gone. But yeah, credit to Aberdeen because they made it a cup final. Mm. It was a it was a compelling, enthralling, cracking game. Really, a great spectacle for Scottish football. Two two teams, best two teams in the country, going at it. And yeah, you know, quite often not these things are, are, are a bit of a letdown. They don't live up to the hype or the expectation. But Saturday certainly did, Derek. And that's because Aberdeen made a made a game of it. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Quince.com slash upgrade. 
You're listening to the William Hill-sponsored Sun Sport Football Podcast. I'm Derek McGregor. I'm joined by Colin Duncan and Andy Devlin. And Andy, what's your gut feeling on Derek McInnes at Aberdeen? Do you think he will still be there next season? Uh, at the I, moment, I do. I, I really do. Sunderland target, of course. Uh, yeah, definitely. And obviously, the, the, down south will be, you know, in Derek's mind. There's absolutely no doubt about that. All managers who tell you otherwise, you know, are, are telling you fibs. <laughs> Sunderland for me isn't the right club for Derek McInnes. Uh, you know they've obviously dropped down to the championship. There's a, a major rebuilding job uh, required there. Listen, spoke to Derek McGregor. Uh, Derek, Derek McGregor spoke to Derek McInnes. Often enough, <laughs> I'll still be here next year. I'll be here. Collins is the same. Um, you know we both know Derek. Uh, you know him as well, Derek. He's 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 happy at Aberdeen. He's settled. He's enjoying his job. That job's become, you know, even more tough this summer. He's losing four players. Spiney's team the Gussie's team but I think he'll relish the challenge of rebuilding again well, I'll, I'll put another question to you Andy how much further can he take Aberdeen he, second in all competitions this season he brilliant can, job he, he can win a trophy he can Aye. win another trophy Aye. there's no doubt I mean you, you say second in the league two cup finals lost to Celtic in both occasions so next year second again let's be honest they're not, they're not going to win the league they're not going to, 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 to pip Celtic to the title but they can certainly win either the League Cup or the Scottish Cup and that's what Derek McInnes will be targeting. I think he's got unfinished business at Petrodri, I really do. You know, he's obviously looking, we had the story, Sean Maloney, what a signing I think that would be. No question. For, for Aberdeen. So Derek McInnes, for me, his mind is, is focused on, right, we've done well this season, it's gone, we go again. I think that was the words he used after the cup final, we go again. So he will be targeting silverware, absolutely no doubt. He is respected in Aberdeen, the fans love him, they're behind him, the players, he seems to get the best out of his players. And yeah, it's a massive job he has in terms of, of, of rebuilding and, and trying to close the gap, because he will be trying to close the gap, of course he will, but he'll be targeting silverware. Colin, do you think Derek McInnes as a manager has taken himself to another level this season? Do you think he's improved as a manager this season? Yeah, yeah certainly. I mean, you, you look at his year-on-year improvement from him, from his players, from, from the entire squad, you know, a hat trick of second places. I mean, I'm, I'm sure they're going to know gutted the fact they've lost in mm. two cup finals and, and second in the league. But I mean, what what more can you, you know? You look at the budgets and the, the resources he's got. I mean, it is when the, in the cold light of day and you analyse what they've actually achieved this season, and it's it's a phenomenal mm. three know, four, three finals in four years. Yeah, you know. But I, I, I agree with Andy. I don't think he'll touch Sunderland. I think it's a I think it's a poison chalice. I think Derek's probably wise enough to, to realise that. You know, he went to, he's been down south before and he joined Bristol City Good at a time yeah. when they yeah. were really, really downsizing. He was yeah. hiding to nothing. I think that's exactly the same with Sunderland. I can see them, I can see them even, you know, they're talking mm-hmm. about them going back up. I think they'll actually be relegated mm-hmm. again. I think they've got a bad squad, bad attitude. There's no real money there to, to, to rebuild. You know, Newcastle went back up this year and spent like 50, 60 million yeah. pounds. You know, there's no way Sunderland even come close to to spending that on on players to to get back up. So I I, I don't think he'll I don't think he'll head down there. And and as Andy touched about, you know, they're talking about Sean Maloney. You know, the the fact you know bringing in, you know, he's already signed Greg Tanzi, who I think is an absolute You know, probably a light for light replacement with with Ryan Jack, Mm. who 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 played his last game on the weekend, and I thought was absolutely terrific. You know, there's talk about you know, Ryan Christie coming in. You know, Johnny Hayes going out. So I mean, he's he's already got guys he thinks that can you know light for light replacements for for key players that he's going to lose in the summer. And Andy Collins very nicely introduced Johnny Hayes into the conversation. Mm-hmm. And our Sunsport back page newspaper splash today: Celtic looking at Johnny Hayes. They're interested in Johnny Hayes. 
would that for you be a good signing? Oh, without a doubt. You know, he he uh, he has been one of the reasons Aberdeen have, have finished second and, and have got themselves into two cup finals. Terrific pace. You know, very tricky opponent. Uh, you know, every time you see him, I think he gets better, um, and I think he would certainly fit into to. to to the Celtic way of playing and the way Brendan Rodgers likes his teams to play I think he's an exciting player um, again they're, they're few and far between but he's been a real asset f- for Aberdeen and I think he would be exactly the same for Celtic if he was to make the move I mean, Our colleague David Friel's excellent exclusive in the Scottish Sun today uh, about Celtic and Hayes and he's a gutsy player he's full of pace and, and, and at the moment realistically I don't think Patrick Roberts will be returning to mm. Celtic next season both wingers, maybe he's slightly different. Yeah, you know, de- 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 definitely. What what you said there, gutsy. I think that you know the amount of times I've seen Johnny he- yeah, Johnny Hayes been kicked this season, but he just gets up and gets on with it, and that's what I, I admire. That plays with the heart plays as well, doesn't it? He, he, you know, he gets a kick and he gets up, he gets on with the game. Yeah, for me, totally different for Patrick Roberts. You know, I think if Celtic could get him, they would do. But you know, the the, the, the figures we're talking about are, are eye watering, even for even for Celtic. You know, it's, it's, it's Johnny Hayes. As good as Patrick Roberts, I don't think he is. You know, I think Patrick Roberts has been exceptional. Oh, sensational this season. And yep. I don't think Johnny Hayes. We, we can we can quite bracket him in, in that class. That's not not to say. You know, again, you look you look how Brendan Rodgers has developed players. Right at the start, we spoke about that. Who's to say that he doesn't? You know, get Johnny Hayes under his wing and you know take his game to the next level. And there was a fascinating line calling that emerged the other day. Brendan Rodgers was talking about when Hayes was a kid at Reading, and you know Rodgers persuaded him not to go to Celtic. Yeah, I know. You know the irony of the whole thing that you know he's he's, he's <laughs> man that's going to end up taking him <laughs> taking him back there. Yeah. I think I mean you're talking about good professionals, guys with a great attitude, a great appetite for the game, and I, I don't think it gets much better than Johnny Hayes. He's, he's just he's just mm. he's a good egg. He's, a, he's just one of the good characters you want to have in your dressing room, as well as being a terrific player. Blistering pace. I mean, he, he was f- for for sixty minutes before. You know, he looks as if his hamstring went late in yeah. the game. I mean, he terrified the life out of the Celtic defender. You could see almost the panic in their face every time he came near them. And he, you know, he's the type of player you can see why Brendan would want to work with him. You know, he's, he's an he's an ideal Brendan mm-hmm. Brendan Rogers player. Just to wrap up on the, the Johnny Hayes situation, Colin. I mean, do you think if say Aberdeen were to say get a million plus Ryan Christie thrown into the equation? Is that a good deal for Aberdeen? Would they find that hard to turn that down? Yeah, yeah, no, I, I think they would, and I don't. I think Derek McInnes is, is the type of manager he's not going to stand in players' way. You know, I think when he when he, when he's trying to, to sign players and bring them to Aberdeen, he, he basically saying to him, "Use this club as a platform." You know, if you want to go on to bigger and better things, I feel, I'm I'm fully behind that. You know, I, I'll endorse that. That's I want you to, to to better yourself, and if the big big move comes in. Then go for it. I mean that that's that's what he does with, with players at Aberdeen and has been plenty. Used the platform to showcase their talents and got a, a terrific move in the back of it. And I, and I don't think I think Derek McInnes would be absolutely gutted to lose Johnny Hayes. He's been the best player for the past three years. But by the same token, I don't think he'll stand in his way. He'll wish him well. You know, give him a big hug and say, look, go, go and you know you've, you've earned your move to, to, to you know you know you've earned a dream move to Celtic and, and go and make the most of it. You're listening to the William Hill-sponsored Sunsport Football Podcast. I'm Derek McGregor. I'm joined by Colin Duncan and Andy Devlin. And Andy, the, the final domestic game of the season uh, on Sunday, the Premiership playoff final. Congratulations to Hamilton Ackies for, for managing to preserve their top-flight status. They've beaten Dundee United. But looking at the bigger picture, Andy, in terms of the top flight, was that a bad result, that outcome? Would the top flight clubs have really wanted Dundee United back in? I'm quite sure they would have. 
Derek, in terms with of... With the greatest of respect yeah, to him. Yeah, I'm quite sure they would have in terms of Gates, a Dundee derby, you know, probably the old order restored in terms of, you know, Hibs also back up to the top flight. Bottom line is, Dundee United don't deserve to be in the top flight. Yeah. They haven't been good enough. And we spoke about this last week about, you know, Dundee United, massive club, etc, etc. <laughs> They've had their chance. They've had their chance. Mm-hmm. They didn't take it. I mean, Hamilton Ackies have been abject. I think they had six wins all season, six, seven wins all season in the SPFL. They've been abject. But, you know, you think you, you think back to that Motherwell game, the Derby, they lost 1 0, albeit to a freak goal from, from Louis Moe. Hamilton, for me, were gone. They were absolutely dead and buried. I then was up in Dingwall the following midweek where they, they played Ross County off the park. Lost three two. Goodness knows only know how they managed to lose that game, but they played tremendously well. They just dug it out, and then they go and beat Dundee. They dismantle Dundee, and they just carry that on. So Dundee United, you know, and people talk about an extra game in the championship. They ran out of steam. That's how it is. That's the format. There, there was your opportunity. So yeah, I can understand in terms of fan base, in terms of the Dundee derby, and having your your traditional big names in the top flight. I can understand that, but. You know they're not good enough. Bottom line, Andy's right, Colin, isn't he? I mean, for all the size of the club, and and, and you know, you know, clearly they, they they would bring more to the top flight. Let's not get away from that. But the fact is, they've still not got divine right to be in it. They've got to earn it. And you know, as Andy says, Colin, Aki's earned the right to stay where they are. Yeah, I mean, the big, you know, it's a, it's a no contest when it comes to size of club and stature. And that. I mean, Dundee United are, are way out in front of, of Hamilton Aki's, but. The bottom line is, Andy says, you know, you have to go and uh, do your talking on the pitch. You know, it doesn't matter how big a stadium you got, how many supporters you got. It's about how much desire your players have got to win a, a two-leg playoff. And, and hats off to Hamilton. Yep. You know, the, mm. they've got the kind of one of the smallest squads in the league, probably the smallest budget in the league. You know, they, they've not got the most talented players. With all due respect, when you look about the, the rest of the top flight. But what they've got is heart and desire and commitment and absolute abundance. And when the chips are down. They did it in the playoffs when they beat Hibs a couple of years ago. They needed to beat Dundee a couple of weeks in the last game of the season or they would go down automatically. They absolutely humped them 4-0. And then they've got do or die against Dundee United. And, and I, th- I thought, well, with the, as the spectacles go, the games were absolutely dreadful. weren't great to watch. But over the two legs, Hamilton were, were far and away the, the superior team. And it, was, it would have been injustice if they hadn't beaten Dundee United to stay up. You know, that, 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 that's the way it is. You know, Hamilton... You can't take it away from them. They, they deserve to still be in the Premiership. Yep, we have to congratulate Martin Canning and his players. They've kept their nerve when it really mattered. I think that's a fourth consecutive season now they're in the top flight. And, and finally, Andy, I mean, we talk about achievement with Celtic and, you know, everything's relative. For Hamilton to stay in the top flight for a fourth successive year, you have to take your hats off to them. Yeah, and that, I mean, that, that, that's that's the target. That's the, that's the aim for Aki at the start of each season, as it is for... You know, Motherwell, Dundee, all these teams, provincial teams at, the, at that end of the table. That's that's the aim, and and Martin Canning by hook or by crook via the playoffs has achieved it. So, you know, credit to them. I I honestly, as I said, thought they were they were gone after they lost that derby to Motherwell because, you know, you sensed a bit of a revival at Inverness Cali. You know, they finished. This, bear in mind, I mean, Inverness beat Motherwell in the final day of the season, so Hamilton had to beat uh, Dundee and they did as Colin says when they've needed results they've managed to find them and that's why they're still in the top flight for Dundee United for me Derek this has huge ramifications you know in terms of of finance they gambled last year players on you know big wages at Dundee United for a championship club it remains to be seen I mean I think that the chairman is is saying there is is no threat of administration etc etc 
Ray McKinnon after the game urging the board to invest and invest heavily if they want to avoid a third season out of the top flight they need investment I think they've banked a, a £300,000 loan already you know where, where's the investment coming from where, where is where is the money going to come from to rebuild the squad reinvigorate you know, invigorate that squad I think they've got a tremendous manager in Ray McKenna I think they really have I think he's a, he's a, he's a first class manager but it's like anything else he will need back he will need back by the board and do they have the money Thank you Andy thank you Colin and keep reading the number one daily the score Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Scottish son for all the football latest. Thank you. Bye-bye.